I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Today we're going to give you seven ways to find time to practice. Good, because sometimes I feel like I can't find any time to practice. Right, well, that's why we're doing this podcast, buddy. It's about us. So you're doing it just for me specifically? That's right, this is a personal podcast. <laughs> Wait, no. what are you trying to say? You're trying to say that I sound like I need to practice? No, we're, we're, we're going to try to scale this out to, to our, our lovely audience as all well. Right, all right. Um, I mean, I think that this, at whatever level you're at, at whatever stage of your life you're at, whatever age you're at, this is always a problem. Um, trying to find time to practice, but uh, hopefully today we're going to talk about some sort of basic foundational principles that can help you, and it will be good reminders, like all this stuff is, for us, so that we can stop being hypocrites and actually follow what we say on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's a little uh, secret sauce from a pro. You're never going to have more time to practice. Like, this is what you got right now. That's you know? right. I talk to high school kids or college kids, and to me, I think like, oh, you have so much time, but they actually don't have a lot more time than us and we certainly don't have a lot of time right so you gotta you gotta do some of these things to really you know get the most out of your day right okay so number one um is to stop doing other things that you're doing that are actually getting in the way of you practicing so you're going to replace some things that are not as necessary as you think that they are but, if you want to prioritize practicing but what if i really like doing those things well then that's your that i mean we're giving you ways to find time to practice you still have to do it but you know one thing that would come to mind is like binge watching netflix now we all love to do this all right maybe but, i'm not cut out to be a <laughs> But I mean, the thing is, when people say, oh, I don't have time to practice, man. man, did you see The Wire season five? <laughs> I watched the whole thing the other night. Okay, it's great. But I mean, you could use that time to practice. We all do things besides just like caring for our children, eating, sleeping, you know, going to work, the things that we have to do. So, I mean, look, it's, you know, it's, it takes time to develop as a musician. It's a very re rewarding thing once you get good, once you can play well, you know, but your level of passion for doing this is really measured by your dedication and practice. There's, there's no way around that. It's true. I mean, we're joking about it, but really when you think about the best people at anything they do, not just music, but they make incredible sacrifices of their own personal life so that they can become great at what they do. There's no getting around that. And so the level of comfort you have with sacrifice is really going to determine, you know, how good you can be. Um, and that's just a fact. Man. Yeah. And, and you don't have to give up all recreation. I'm not saying that or all yeah, consumption. No, no of fun media. ever. Yeah. Is not but that. I mean, the thing is, you have to be careful because the way media companies operate like their goal is to engage you in their product for as long as possible no be careful here because we are a media company that's true yeah yeah <laughs> well that's why we keep this thing short 10 minutes a day keep you know? listening <laughs> yeah, keep listening <laughs> no but it's true i mean look we, we're doing this every day we, we but i mean if this is getting in the way of your practice you know press pause right now <laughs> but but you want to stay because we're going to give you some more ways so that's don't right. go anywhere that's right no, but I mean, you know, there, there's a moderate amount of, of, of recreation, of, 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 of watching or listening or participating in media. But that's the whole thing. If you're binge watching a show, why do you got to watch eight shows in a row? Yeah, just because it, it's, it's going to play next. Oh, well, it made me do it because I kept going. Watch for 30 minutes and then go practice for an hour. Th those shows are going to still be there. You know? Yeah, it's that kind of discipline that will actually 
kind of get you over the hump on some on some things on your instrument yeah sure. and you and, and the main thing is just don't go like binge one way or the other don't be like i gotta get up and practice all day or it's not like that the whole thing is consistency and being thoughtful about it and then taking these different things in moderation and yeah. putting a priority on the practice if that's what you want to do i think most of the things we're going to talk about on this episode are really about lifestyle choices right about right. about including this in your lifestyle and that brings us to number two and this is one that i'm a firm believer in and that is get up earlier. Uh, I saw a marked improvement in my playing when I was kind of in my mid-20s and I realized that I was staying up really, really late and getting up really, really late <laughs> and then not having much time to to work on the stuff or not having the energy sometimes to work on the stuff. And I, I literally just shifted an hour from the time I went to bed to the time I woke up and I used that extra hour to practice every day. And it, I mean, this changed my playing for sure, you know, and I still do it. I, I get up at 6 a.m. every day to, to like you know, do a little exercise and to, to practice. And it's, you know, I, I don't know what I would do without it. It's great. Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing that's worked for me and, and, and I would recommend is find your sleep patterns so that you can really maximize that time in the morning. If you are, um, a morning person and you know the more I've read about this and I think the more the research is everybody to a certain degree is actually a morning person um, you can kind of start to find I mean there's some people are super uh, you know creative or productive or analytical at certain times of the morning and that can be different for different people but um, you know if, if you get yourself to the point where you understand your sleep cycles and you're getting up no matter you know everyone kind of needs different amounts of sleep but if you're waking up at a time when you're not in that really deep sleep and, and you wake up and you're creative or or can really get a lot of work done then it's nice to be able to get as quickly as possible to get some practice in you totally. know um, if it's maybe like an hour you know for me I kind of need to do some other things maybe some exercise eating thinking reading I love doing yep. that first thing in the morning but then once you start to get to that point where you know you kind of want to be at the instrument then you time things out that you get there as quickly as possible it can work nicely that's right yeah and and the key to this too for me at least is to not sacrifice your sleep you know you might have to go yes. to bed an hour early because you're not going to be able to function on four or five hours sleep as well as you can on six seven eight hours of sleep. right but I think the 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 core of this is like don't use the excuse of the musician lifestyles like well I can't get up early because I'm out playing late and stuff yeah but you're out playing late and then you're hanging for three more hours drinking and partying yeah. and then you know you have you you can't get up early and right. so you're you're already kind of going into that next next day yeah that's awesome uh, next is uh, okay this one is great this is start your practice with the hard stuff so this is really a way I think to make. Um, to f actually find time like we're talking about. So it's not just about taking something else out in your life. This is to actually add more efficiency and productivity within whatever amount of time you have. So this is especially good for days when you have just like one hour or 45 minutes to practice. So you really have a, a less of a margin of error <laughs> for not using your time well. You know, we've all been there before. When we kind of get in the practice room, we're getting in front of the instrument, and we're sort of playing around or thinking of something, and then you look at the clock and 30 minutes go by, and you haven't gotten anything accomplished. Um, if you've got eight hours to practice, you can do that and kind of chill and like, let me just feel the vibe, dude. Um, but, you know, most of us don't have that. So 
when you practice the hard things first, you're kind of making a nice commitment to yourself with some good discipline, but you're also just being so much more efficient because you're not doing that sort of warm-up practice or working on things that you know that aren't really helping you much. You know, you're getting right to the hard stuff when you've got the energy, when you've got the focus. And so, you you know, yeah, it's still going to be hard. You're still going to have to work on it. But then you can work on that for a while, and then when you need to kind of ease up, then kind of move to something a little easier. Then you come back to the hard stuff, but you've already made a dent in it at least. Yeah, all these things, practice or working out, this is a game of balancing diminishing diminishing returns, right? right. So, you know, you're going to have to understand that you only have so much mental focus before it starts to get harder and harder and harder. Right. And, it's not and you got to pay attention to yourself with that because totally. it's like, you know, for me, and I don't always time this, but I start to feel it usually around about an hour or so of practicing. Like I have to take a break. Now, sometimes I'll stay at the piano and play something, but I, I just need a mental break. If I'm really acutely focused, it can go up to like an hour and a half or so. Yeah. But whatever it is, you should take some sort of break at that time because you're not going to get anything accomplished anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just thinking about other things as your practice, practicing you're doing yourself no good yeah i mean it, yep. unless you can really focus it's it's not worth it um so for my uh, next one for what is this number one two three number four of our seven ways to find time to practice this one has been an important game changer for me and that is to find a practice space away from distraction so i have two small children that are you know eight and six years old and I have a tiny house. <laughs> and I have a piano in my house. Well, no, you don't have a tiny, you, you know what they call a tiny house now. It's oh, right, a little now, different. Yeah, sorry, I don't have like a hipster tiny house. I just have a smallish house. Small uh, to mid-size. Not, not enough room for all of us at, at the same time, sometimes. But, you know, I do have a piano at home and I love my piano, but I also have a piano in a rehearsal space away from home. And that has been a huge uh, thing for me because I can get away from the kids. I don't have to like hear anything or worry about waking anybody up or anything i can come and i have my time it's almost like going to the gym like it's my me time right no one's there to to listen or to distract me and i can really get things done much faster than i can at home i remember when my kids were younger i used to practice a lot um you know like late at night like in the middle of the night sometimes i'd even go sleep for a while i'd get up at like two in the morning and come downstairs and we never had a big house and but because they were hearing the piano when they were sleeping so much growing up, they got used to being able to sleep through it. So no one would really wake up. Oh, and so genius. I can still kind of do that now when I need to. Nice. And nobody, it just sort of works, you know. It becomes just kind of background noise. Like they don't even, they can yeah. dream well, I, right I, I play in that style anyway. It's pretty background <laughs> noise anyway, so it works out good. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Sometimes like when I'm practicing, even if I'm practicing around like not my kids, but around other people or whatever, yeah. you get self-conscious. You're working on things you don't sound good at. You should be working on things you don't sound good yeah. at. You don't want to think about like, oh, I don't want this person to hear me do that. Or I feel bad that they're hearing me play this scale over and over and over. Right. But you got to do that, you know. So find a, find a quiet spot that's away from distraction and secluded. Well, and that brings us to our next one, number five, as it, as it were. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is actually to do a little bit of playing in front of people, but maybe in a situation where they're physically there, but they're not really listening to you. You're like kind of in the background. Yeah, yeah. So this is like now for pianists and, and probably guitarists, this is the easiest solo piano gig, solo guitar gig, um, but using it as an opportunity to practice. So on a day, you know, sometimes these gigs are long. I remember doing four or five hour gigs in New Orleans years ago when I was in my like mid 20s and stuff. These solo piano gigs where you're just playing and playing. And it's kind of easy to just zone out and, and play at sort of a C plus level because no one's really listening. As long as you don't play anything offensive, right. you're just kind of, you know, you're like a crappy tapestry on the wall at right. that point, you know, <laughs> um, as long as you don't fall off the wall or something. But what I started to realize was it was an opportunity 
to actually practice. Yeah, you can't do scales and things like that, but I would take, you know, certain tunes and try to play them in other keys. And if right. it was, you can't mess up too much because then they start to know, you basically, you just don't want to be noticed. But you can kind of slow things down and slowly go through and take it. I mean, I remember taking like all the things you are. This is when I first really learned how to do that through all 12 keys in like an hour. Yeah. And like, I can't believe people haven't noticed that I'm playing the same song for an hour. And they couldn't, you know. <laughs> and certain really hard keys, I'd slow it way down. It'd be like a ballad. Yeah. The easier keys, I'd play it fast, you know. But I mean, I really learned a lot in those kind of situations. So a little bit of creativity in your thought process you can get a lot done and then you're being paid to practice, you know, that's right. And one other time I did, I, I just remembered about this. Another way to get paid to practice is teach at an institution where, and this is going to remain nameless. I've taught at several different conservatories over the year. And there was one in particular where my students, they had about a 50% show up rate um, where they just like wouldn't show up to their lessons. I don't know if they were scared or, 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 or whatever. I was like, fine, I'm being paid anyway. I'm just going <laughs> to sit here and practice, you know. But I would always maximize that time. I would never like just sit there and look at Instagram. Well, this was 1977, too. I was so. going to say, what? <laughs> No, it wasn't that long ago. Well, you know, you were talking about that, all the things you are and how it's like, no, yeah, no one's paying attention. But I bet there's a bartender in New Orleans who hates your guts. <laughs> like, oh, that guy, that's a guy that just plays the same song over and it over. It sounds a little different each time. I couldn't put my finger on I mean, it. There's so many musicians in New Orleans. Like, you know, there's probably like the whole wait staff. This was at like a tourist hotel uh, so okay, in no the one. lobby. Yeah, no one. Knows. I mean, I was killing it, though, in every key. Don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that takes us to our number six, and that is to create a routine, to add practicing to your daily routine. Um, yeah. You know, you don't want to like be too precious about this stuff. We want to do this every day. We want to make sure to hit it every day. And so, you know, like we're talking about waking up early or, or whatever you got to do, wherever it works for you, really, whatever you can do to, to practice yeah. is what's going to work. So if you can work this into a routine, like I wake up, I go for a run, I come home, I practice for 30 minutes, I go to work. Yeah. You know, that's, that's could be your routine or I come home, I practice for 30 minutes and then I eat dinner, whatever it is, I practice before bed. If you can try to do it at the same time every day or the same time every week, you know, you can really uh, kind of make a pattern for yourself that is, is harder to ditch. Yeah. I mean, and, and the more it can become as close as possible to something that is just, you know, stuck in your routine and mandatory to be there. I mean, I think about like sleeping and eating, like everybody pretty much does that unless they're fasting yeah. every day, you know, practice as close as possible as you can get it in there so that it before the the day gets scheduled for you or something that you just this is a commitment to yourself and there's gonna be good days there's gonna be bad days gonna be days when you can add to that time but you've got that hour that you always do totally and then uh so for number seven we were kind of joking around about this because we feel our number one through six is so exemplary and comprehensive is it yeah well <laughs> I, I, I feel strong about those six so for now but we always like to do seven that's right so we're gonna give you a little bonus one here and that is uh creative use of time zones and that would be traveling i guess west into another time zone every day thus gaining an hour always so we're looking for ways to find time to practice so you if you travel to the west for a time zone you're gonna get an extra day it's like daylight forget it it's yeah, stupid, i don't think right i don't think you've <laughs> thought this one all the way through man well you know what it was i was a little upset because this has happened to me several times and it happened actually last month day uh in the spring daylight savings time where we lose an hour spring forward yeah spring forward um in Europe and in the United States, it's like two weeks apart or one week apart. I think it's one week apart. You and lost it I twice. lost it twice, and I still haven't gotten that back. So couldn't we do the opposite where you could gain it twice, and then you'd have that <laughs> – you just never can travel back is the problem. Oh, that's th I was you'd really upset to, about that. 
The thing is, is you'd that's have, why I look an hour older. You'd have to find a piano in every time zone, all the way west. Yeah. All the way around the world. Yeah. To really keep this going. And it doesn't even take into account that the minimum one hour it's going to take to travel that you're losing anyway. That's an ill-conceived plan, my man. <laughs> like I say, it's bonus. It's a free podcast. <laughs> Don't forget that. So, anyway, if you do these things, I think that you'll find that you'll hear it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the You'll Hear It podcast. You can go to you'llhearit.com to get more information, submit a question, or just say hello. Wait, you can do that? Absolutely. All right, and if you like what you heard, please leave a review and a rating below. Thanks. Thanks.